Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Well, so today's topic, we want to talk a little bit about risk, maybe even a little bit of reward. We had a conversation early on in the, in the podcast where we were concerned about what topics we might want to talk about because, you know, we don't want to be, you know, canceled. You right. know, there were a lot of people, I mean, Trump was getting kicked out of Twitter Everything. at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, Parler was getting shut down. That's right. Uh, YouTube was censoring. I mean, even today, there's a lot of that stuff is still going on. All these other podcasts are daily getting censored or banned mm-hmm. for, or uh, and I'm not sure if "find" is the word, but you know, they get shut down for a period of you know your Facebook mm-hmm. jail or you know YouTube has cut you off for a while. Well, it's, and it happens daily to everybody, and it impacts you on a personal level. It's not just a professional thing. Sure, that's. Sure. I think that's where the biggest risks come from is when it really could impact you on a personal level. That's right. These are good people that are now getting in trouble, and you know when somebody's getting punished for something really didn't do. I mean, they're doing things, but in America, this isn't punishable. And yeah. so it's also hard for us to accept. It's hard for us to take this because this isn't who we are as a people. So isn't it, it funny though, how, how quickly the, our population sort of submitted to these. If I could, if I said lightning speed, that would not even cut it. It was faster than that. Think about the early, early stages of the pandemic where, and I was on board with this, which is you know, let's let's lock things down just a little bit, just for a short period of time, right. just to um, let the existing COVID cases either recover or let it dissipate. Yeah, dissipate. It, yeah. The problem is, is that every time, you know, well, every week it would come back. Oh yeah, we're just gonna go another week. Oh, we're just gonna go a couple more weeks. Oh, let's go another couple of months. And, and as it things just are got improving. Worse. Mm-hmm everything it's like it's like the better that the 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 covid got or pandemic whatever the better the covid got the better understanding the, we yeah, had yeah. the worse everything else or worse our lives were becoming mm-hmm. and 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 then when the vaccines came out that was should have been a celebratory moment for everything to be okay but now that it looks like everything got double worse well we were super concerned we didn't know a lot about COVID at the time so we were thinking that this was a very deadly disease and the the numbers that were coming out especially when new york got hit and cuomo started putting nursing homes uh filling nursing homes with COVID cases which of course then killed a bunch of old people who were the most vulnerable. Right, right. It appeared at the time, even though they were older folks and have different health conditions, it was still such a massive hit to that population that it scared everyone that this is really dangerous. Right. And panic. Mm-hmm. Panic. And, and, and mm-hmm. panic is still there. Which is interesting in that today it's, you know, it's 2021. We're rearing to the end of this year. And and LA just announced that they were going to Im- implement these pa- uh, mandates for the um, vaccine passports. So you can't even go to the bar and have a beer. Right. You can't. And at the same do time, anything. now children can be vaccinated down yeah. to six or something. Now they remember what it is. Uh, was it Johnson and Johnson? No. It was, uh, what was the uh, Pfizer? Pfizer has been approved, I think, for the younger kids now. And what's crazy, Ugh. you know, talking about risk, what's crazy is that early in the pandemic, we did have this this idea that it was this very, very bad thing. And so the risk to do anything seemed like that was a high risk. You know, if you're going to go out grocery shopping and be in the, uh, a building right. full of people, the risk of you getting COVID 
seemed very, very high. And then and bring it home on your groceries. They even said on the bottom of your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> People were taking their shoes off outside because they're concerned that they're bringing this in and going to kill their whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the idea that there was a, such an idea of high risk at the time. Sure. And then as time has gone by, it's now, you know, a year and a half later. And we know the risks so much more now. Our understanding of COVID and, and all the therapies to treat it the the vaccines and what their efficacy is now the populations that are susceptible to heavy versions of the disease versus you know it feeling like a a cold you know for kids we know a lot more of what those risks are and in general we kind of know that the risks are low i i saw a stat here so interesting there's a stat it was a a survey of people and they said that among democrats 41 percent of democrats believe that the hospital rate for unvaxxed people is over 50 percent hospital rates that's huge that's huge the the expectation is if you're not vaxxed and you get covid the likelihood is over 50 percent you're gonna you're gonna be in the hospital right uh among Republicans, it was 22%. So 22% of Republicans thought that if you're unvaccinated, the likelihood is, is high. That and I, you're think, going and to I be, still think that's a high amount of yeah. people. But if you go back down and look <clears throat> at some of the lower stats, which, by the way, the unvaccinated hospitalization rate is still less than 1%. It's like point, I think it's 0.8 or something. So it's less than 1% if you're unvaxxed. And if sounds you are... Like, sounds and like if, a panicked country. Yeah, and if you are vaxxed, I think they said it was something like, you know, 0.3 or 0.4% chance that you might end up in the hospital. But what was interesting is when you looked at the numbers uh, between Democrats and Republicans of the actual risk being less than 1%, among Democrats, only 2% believed that that was the number. Is that right? Only 2%. Now, among Republicans, it was represented at 16%. So just about the same number of Republicans thought that the vaccination or unvaxxed likelihood was at right around 1%. That was the same, almost the same level as people thinking it was at 50%. Mm. So what that tells me is that there's this idea in the population that it's very, very risky to go out unvaccinated and because you're, you're going to end up in the hospital 50% of the time. Right. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't, to me, that's like, well, that's not a good way to then balance the risk reward because you, you and I were talking about earlier, you just you getting in your car and driving to work. Yeah. The likelihood of you getting a car accident is pretty, <clears throat> pretty dang high. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it seems to it was pretty dang often that I run into a, an incident. It mm-hmm. really is. It's it's a few times a week. I have a close call. <laughs> I think yeah. we would call it a near miss, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, but you take that risk every day. I do because I don't want to walk. But if I walk, <laughs> guess what? There's so many text drivers, you might get hit by one too. You know, you just, there are risks all the time, all the Mm -hmm. way to choosing to have a child or not. I Mm -hmm. mean, and and all the way in between, should I have a a burger or, oh, let's have a salad. (laughs) You know, I mean, every single thing is, Mm -hmm. they're not just decisions, but some things are truly risks. You know, I could go a whole week without eating healthy, not even deliberately eating bad. And I'm going to tell you, I can feel it in my in my belt, mm-hmm. you know, my belt, uh, my waistline, mm-hmm. and so it's a risk I'm taking to have. But isn't that what life is? It, it really, it everything's it is. about balancing risk. I mean, essentially, the second you're alive, it's about what are you going to do until you're dead, right? Mm-hmm. So 
you know, let's 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 optimize our time and prolong our life at the same time, you know. So, you know, there's some amazing people out there that can really, really live. I had a friend and he's passed away. He's from an um, airplane accident. He mm-hmm. was a pilot. And but he always did all these, you know, he was a he parachuted and 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 you know was a had a like suit a sports bike and mm. you know he was a little bit on the edge you know but some people take the risk of of being these uh out you know what are they they're like adrenaline yeah junkies. adrenaline junkie yeah. Uh-huh. and you know they 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 just not only parachute but they have to like get on these suits and fly through canyons that. <laughs> you could you, they go through this hole where I've seen those yeah. you could really you're, you can die I mean that's a risk an amazing risk but you know the risk is how much how much are they really going to live and a lot of people base that on how close to death they could get and walk away you know there is an but, attraction to that sure mm-hmm. and, and and trust me I'm, I'm a little jealous of those people I wish I could <laughs> feel that you know mm-hmm. uh, be able to do that have the, that kind of but your aversion Fear, to risk fearless. is based on these other things that might be impacted, That's like right. your family. My, uh, most of my decisions I make now has a risk, and it's based on the yes, impacting my family. That's the, my daughter and my wife. It's it's all about what what I do affects them. Example: mm-hmm. getting in a car accident. If they, if I let's say I did get in a car accident and I get out, and instead of just saying, "Okay, man," let's just hand over each other's information and let's say I want to just beat his ass or something, right? Well, <laughs> guess what? That's a risk that I'm going to screw up my life. I'm going to ruin my job perhaps and go to jail and my daughter's going to think poorly of me because I got in jail for beating up a guy because I couldn't control myself. I'm just saying, oh my gosh. Yeah. You really have to be a good human being. You really got to be on the ball, you know? You got to choose wisely so many times a day. Yeah, it's and, not even. But that's why your... I think these other risks that people are considering are really not that risky. You know, I mean, the the idea that you know we were talking about COVID, the idea that that, that you're going to end up in the hospital, the actual number is so incredibly low. How can you balance that with your the rest of your life? Incredibly correct, and and that's the that's the point is somebody might freak out because. I might microwave some food in a plastic container <laughs> because there's risk of cancer. Some sort of cancer potentially at the end of that life. <laughs> I will say that nice that, you know, that they have gone through. And, you know, on that little little recycle little uh, symbol on the back will let you know which one is safe to microwave. Oh, okay, it. yeah. Like the number five is okay. Okay. So, but anyways, <clears throat> at least I think that's what it was. But anyways, check it out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know... That's a risk that I might take. Maybe it does. Maybe it will, you know, but it's a very, very small chance. And these are stupid. might be little, but, you know, prolonged, you know, of toxic stuff could be bad for you. But, but you know, think about it, though. Is that time frame that you're talking about, the risk doesn't seem that big of a deal if you may not suffer from it for years and years down the road. Right. You know, there's people that... This blows me away, and I'm going to be honest. I... um as a kid, a young adult, I had smoked cigarettes. And when I smoked cigarettes, it was a time knowing it was bad for you. I really can't tell you as an adult why I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I mean, other than it felt good or mm-hmm. it 
was cool. I don't know. It was something to do. I know it was social, but mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to make excuses at all. I, I'm I'm totally okay talking about things that I screw up on, and um, but it's odd to me looking back and going. I totally knew the risk. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I I bummed one from a friend just because we were having a gathering, and and I might have been in a way that I might have been able to make bad decisions, and so I I borrowed <laughs> I borrowed one, and I was shocked that I did, you know, and because I knew the risk, I knew how bad they were, mm-hmm. you know, but I chose that, and I might, and guess what, I might be paying for it. In a few years from now, I may and not know. Who knows? Yeah, that's the hard know. thing. Like some of this stuff, you can get, you can get an idea right away whether that risk was worth it because you see the, <laughs> the punishment right away. That's right. You know, you go out on a night of drinking, and you're gonna soon figure out whether it was worth it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some of those things that you can go out and do and find out right away, and then yeah, those other things. You know, like, to be honest, that car, right, driving to work, that could be something that you find out right away that it wasn't worth worth that risk. But then when you're looking at, you know, smoking or eating, you know, ice cream for dinner every night for a month, uh, or just think about the exercise. Sometimes people go and hit exercise too hard, and then there's a consequence to doing that. You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll touch base on that. Let's just say getting healthy mm-hmm. there's a ton of different ways to do that from exercising to uh, just dieting to you know there's a lot of um, like mental stuff that, yeah. that's right and so there's people choose how to quote be healthy there's a lot of different risks and anything you do to over what's to an excess is bad mm-hmm. and from amazingly fit people to people that always sees themselves as fat and will, you know, run into anorexia or bulimia mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The risks it take to have that look, to be a certain way, you know. So think of, in, in those terms, think about our youth right now. And I know you have some restrictions at home on, on YouTube and technology and that sort of thing. Yeah, and, I and, do. And I, I, to be honest, I wish that I had more of those at home. Because uh, I'm I'm starting to see, like with my kids, that being around certain things on the internet is actually not good for them, and I sure. can see that it's not good for them. And for me, I've had to weigh that stuff, but I haven't put that much emphasis into it because there's other risks every single day oh. that you have to consider. But think about it from the terms of of being a parent. E- every single time we're looking at potentially, you know looking at the risk of this decision, this punishment that I might be delivering to my kid, it, how is that going to impact them? How is it going to impact the situation the right. next you know, week or two? That, I will tell you what. Or more. I will tell you what. I'm not going to just say being a parent. I'm going to say being a good parent. Mm-hmm. To me, I think you have to walk a fine line, uh, and it's risky, of give, you know, uh, to be able to give, and, and hold back at the same time that they have the ability to grow and be who they are and still be underneath your, your, your wing and protection and guidance, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, you know, I am, I think I might have to call myself a little bit overly protective by comparison because my daughter still hasn't had any smartphone or anything, mm-hmm. you know, but 
her phone is a little flip phone. So when she, she literally texted my wife something and I think it was like 13 letters long. <laughs> it literally was, but it was something like laugh out loud. I'll talk to you later, blah, 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 blah. And it was all abbreviated because hers is a flip phone. So she, in order to get like, you know, the letter A, she has to go what, or that's wrong. Like D has, she has to go one, two, three, four. Yeah. You know, so, but, <laughs> I but remember it's those because days. I don't, I, I'm trying to lay out the risk and I, and so many kids that have an iPhone or smartphone, I should say, mm-hmm. um, have gotten into big trouble. And, and mm-hmm. I'm talking from pornographic to older men. Connecting with the wrong people. Men, yes. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that the way is the, and, 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 and the other thing, you know, okay, I'll just finish what I was going to say. The, the weight, it doesn't weigh it po- in a positive light for me. Like, like, I think that it's too risky. There's too many variables and, and I just can't see there even be a positive. All I want my daughter to do is worry about being a kid and do her homework mm-hmm. and why get addicted to something right now? Yeah. I mean, why, why give my, this is how I look at it. I'm, I mean, I'm not judging anybody to each. They're truly their own. That's okay. But well, I guess they're not going to think that I want to believe that after I say this, but to <laughs> me, it's like, why give her crack right now? Mm-hmm. You know, why get her addicted to something? Mm-hmm. I want her to be addicted to growing, learning, and having fun. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not. I mean, I, I, I want her to have a good childhood and remember what it's like to be a child, which I know is part of about growing, but I don't know. I don't need her to be talking to some, um, 32 year old man from another country or even down the street for that matter. Yeah. I, I was, mean, lis- I was listening to Ben Shapiro and he was talking about his kids. What does he have? Two or three kids. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and he says he doesn't want to give them any technology until they're like 18 and maybe not even then. <laughs> and the reason behind it is that there are so many other aspects of growing up that are fulfilling, rewarding, important, and technology really isn't one of them. Now, me being a tech geek, I've had my entire career surrounded around, you know, the understanding technology and navigating it, figuring out how, how it works, how to fix it when it's broken. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't been exposed to it as a kid. Now, right. it, back then it was a Commodore 64 and some very basic technology, but if I hadn't been exposed to it then, I, I probably wouldn't be doing what I do today, which has been a, a big benefit to me and my sure, family. Sure. But I think that there's still a level of, of, monitoring and and making sure that the crack that you're talking about is not introduced right things like tiktok and getting you know screen time of hours and hours i know i'm guilty of it i mean i let my my daughter uh watch youtube and she'll watch minecraft videos and it's you know it's an hour of someone playing the game and she just enjoys the dialogue of them doing minecraft stuff right it's mind numbing. I think it's it's ridiculous. See, I, I, I've but I've allowed it so do that far. too. Right. Mm-hmm. Me too. I mean, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not perfect. I mean, she mm-hmm. watches her TV. She gets to watch her certain things, and she plays her video games. But it, you know, we're talking about all different levels of risk. But the, um, but it is risky because I have to monitor it. Because guess what? If I was to let it go, it would be for never ending. Mm-hmm. But so I have to watch it because guess what? She is a kid. How about I know what I would be <laughs> if I had all of this stuff as a kid? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had the Atari 2600 
And when we were playing as kids, it was like, it was my dad's, mind you. It was families quote my dad's. And my, my mom never would play, um, usually anyways. And it would be my sister, me, and my dad. And so, mind you, I could be wrong. I was a kid. I want to say how I remember it. It was my dad's turn. It was my dad's turn. It was my dad's turn. It was my sister's. It was my dad's turn. It was my dad's turn. It was my dad's turn. And now it's mine. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it was always seems like my, you know, he got a lot of the play in. But, yeah. but, but you know, I couldn't imagine the intrigue for kids now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use Ben Shapiro, actually, since you mentioned it. Ben Shapiro, yes, his mind is, his brain works very well. A very efficient brain. Not everybody's brain gets to be like his brain. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't expect everybody could do this, but somebody could miss out on the things that Ben can do. He's very good musically, very talented. Hmm. If you give him an iPad instead, he wouldn't be as talented. His man and his dad was like making, writing music, you know, that's talent. That's, mm-hmm. it's work. It, it showed appreciation as a child into something else mm-hmm. instead of, no disrespect to you, because I did it, my daughter the same way. I had discussions with her about it. Instead of watching somebody else live mm-hmm. or building, I'd rather even if it's a video game, I'd rather you build your own stuff. Yeah. How about build with them? But to sit there and watch somebody else's imagination bothers me. And because my daughter spent hours with, I would I would still give him props because he did it. He's doing a good. He's doing his thing, uh, but I can't remember his name, Squeegee or something. But anyways, there's a certain guy out, there's a, bu- a bunch of them, but a certain guy out there that all these kids love to watch with Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to encourage them to be a doer. Don't just watch mm-hmm. it all, all these hours. I do have to admit, though, uh, my daughter will take what she's learned in those YouTube videos and apply it. I'll see her. I mean, yeah. I've actually sat down and played Minecraft, and I didn't like Minecraft until... I played with her mm-hmm. and it was a different bonding experience and we have this world that we've built together yep. and she wouldn't I mean most of the stuff that I've built I wouldn't have known how to build except that she had watched these videos and could apply them in in the game. I completely agree. Yeah. My daughter I I'm the one that introduced her to it and we were mm-hmm. building stuff together had a lot of fun. Yeah. And so she started watching and I couldn't. Ima- I didn't even know there was things you could do with it that she could do. Mm-hmm. I mean, way out. Yeah. But but the what my concern was is is you know when you have ten hours of watching and zero hours of play time, it's like, yeah. Where is know, the benefit? To right. That? So yeah. so I believe that that's awesome. Yeah. You know, sometimes if I want to learn how to paint or draw something, I might want to watch something to learn how to do it. Yeah. But when when some a lot of kids out there won't even go to it and do it. Yeah. They're too busy watching. Uh, let's. I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about maybe some things that you did growing up, missed opportunities oh. that you look back on, yeah. wish they had taken advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. Okay, we are back. Drinks are filled. Yep. And uh, we were talking about risk, about was there a risk that you took or didn't take 
maybe earlier in your life that you kind of regret? Well, yeah, you know, I, how about this? I think, like, there's one that I, 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 to my, to, I tell myself I regret. Now, in my life, I feel blessed and thankful that I'm where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. So, so, would that have been a bad, you know, that's the risk, right? Yeah. Am, I, am I in a bad way? Would I have been better off there? Would I have not been with my wife? Because good, bad, or indifferent, whatever, I'm, I don't want to be without her, you know? So, you know, you don't know, you know, but regardless, the way I like to look at it is with my wife and my kid, I still would have if I would have taken this one job. And I was working at the airport. And I wasn't, didn't necessarily have a passion to be a firefighter or a police guy or, but I have thought about what do I want to do? You know, I would like to do something and I try to be a helpful human being and I like to help people. And so I did think about, in fact, EMT, I, I mm -hmm. contemplated doing these things and, and, but, you know, I don't know if it was, don't know how to go about that direction or I just, I don't know. And so when I was working at the airport, you know, we had a leak, a fuel leak. And when there's a fuel leak, it has to be cleaned up quickly and a certain way. So the, the fire department, you know, in the airport has to come and witness to make sure oh, it's done gotcha. a proper way. Mm -hmm. And what's cool, especially cool about the, the airport fire department is the toys. The, the, the fire trucks look like amphibians that they use in the military and mm -hmm. they're huge <laughs> yeah. you know and just mechanically beautiful i don't know how to explain it and i also got to watch where in the location where i worked them had they had an oil pit that they would start and put out by this long boom that they would put out but i'm not lying to you when i sit, tell you that the fire is probably almost 200 feet in the air mm -hmm. it is so high in the air like they don't when they they're trying to replicate a you know a, a, a plane crash, so they have to have a serious fire to mm -hmm. practice on. But anyways, I know I'm stretching this out. But anyways, they had to um, watch me do it, and I was working hard. And they invited me to come hang out and see what they do. To and I don't know what why exactly, but. It was a shoe in and and I wanted to go, but I was a little anxious to go. So like potentially work for them? Is that well, what you're saying? Right. So so that was the thing is is that I didn't know exactly, but they said, Hey man, he goes so what happened was they jumped out like they were impressed about how hard I was working and how much I worked. And I said, Man, you guys have important things to do. I want to get this done, get it done right. You guys get out of here. And I guess maybe that was hard to hear. I guess it was rare to hear that from mm -hmm. people those days, I guess. And, and, and they were like talking to each other and, and then they came and invited me, Hey, well, why don't you come over and check out what we do over here? Mm. And it was an invitation to come see what they're doing and to get familiarized. And, and I did ask a buddy to go with me, which nobody, he they didn't invite the buddy. That would probably been awkward, I guess, if he did go now that I think about it, but, but, I didn't go. I didn't mm -hmm. take them up on that. They had a time they wanted me to go. And, and, and I, I had talked to some people and they were like, uh, that I was working for and they're like, you're an idiot. Like those aren't jobs that you volunteer at. Mm -hmm. You only get hired on there. And if they saw something in you, they probably were going to take you in 
and um, work with you and uh, mm-hmm. make that your your gig. And 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 I know that's how it goes. I know that that in life. That's why it's always good to be on your best, be your best all the time, mm-hmm. have integrity, because it, it really isn't always what you know. It's it's who you might know or mm-hmm. who you might run into. Because the, you know what. I like what the schools can't teach you. I'll teach you what you need to go. You, mm-hmm. your parents or somebody done you right, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I regret not going because it could it could have been an opportunity to spark something, a shoe in. And how about this? I just don't know. Yeah. And and it could be nothing. Um, but I guess that just was unheard of. Yeah. I mean, and fortunately, your life has turned out pretty well. You know, you've made some pretty good decisions and yeah, taken advantage right, of some yeah. good opportunities along the way. Yeah. But maybe, maybe I, maybe I was at the, and I chose the right, you know, at that, I I call my life, it's funny because when we were talking about the topics and stuff and we talk about risk taking, right? When you said that, I always talk about intersections in my life Mm -hmm. and whether I go straight, left or right. And there's so many intersections on a daily, you know, there's, there's, there's great intersections, you know, but we have so many regular intersections on daily from cars to if I'm going to eat, you know, a bag of chips or be healthy, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, but there's some major ones like, am I going to go back to school? Do I take this job? Do we have another kid? Do we, you know, those are major intersections that I would call risks. Yeah. You know, you, you sit there and you judge, you take your risks, but that's one of them. You know, I, I, you know, I, there's other things like that. I, you know, you know, that, that, that was probably the biggest one. I, you know, I've I've worked in schools for a long time, and I've had different kids be like my assistant at work. Of course, I've got two kids of my own, and generally speaking, when I'm working with different people, I want them to take responsibility for for their actions, but then recognize opportunity when when it presents itself. Right. Because when you start to recognize and then take advantage of these opportunities, it it's a perpetual growth for people. I always tell people that, you know, they're basically the sum total of every decision they've ever made for their entire life. Right. Good or bad doesn't doesn't matter. It's a decision that gets made. I could show and that you scars. Mm-hmm. Scars of the risks I took. And those are the wrong risks. I, I chose bad. <laughs> but you if know, you learn from those scars. It might have saved me from, maybe, uh, you yeah. know, a scar in my hand. might have saved me a digit. Yeah. Being lost later, you know. Yeah. But uh, I, I was also raised the method of, Dude, no, 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 don't, don't stop him. Let him touch it. What? <laughs> you know what? I just lied to you. I don't think anybody would have back in the day would have said what. They would have been like, yeah, good move. No, it was the method of let him touch it. He'll learn it's hot and won't do it again. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You have to keep telling somebody. They're like, stop touching, stop touching. Oh, you got to be on him. He always wants to touch it. Stop touching it. No, eh. They got to learn their lesson at some point. Right. I think our there was a lot less tolerance back in the day. Eh. He'll figure it out. Yeah, I recall uh, a parent when I when I was a kid. There was a family at our church, and they they had a, a kid. Uh, I want to say he was a, a bit younger than me, and then they had an, another child who had uh, some major like mental disabilities. And I want to say that they were that was the older child. And you know, this girl had she had to wear like a bicycle helmet everywhere she went. I mean, she 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 would probably kill herself on accident because she just, she had such mental um, disabilities that there's no way that she would have survived except that her parents took care of her. And then the second child, I want to say it's the second child, the younger child was so protected 
because that his sister was so protected that he grew up in an environment that was so bubble wrapped that you know him being a relatively normal kid with normal capabilities he was overprotected and i i remember he wasn't allowed to do a lot of different stuff couldn't go out and play couldn't go over to friends houses i mean all kinds of suffering his sister's disease or issue yeah exactly um you know i i think about you know, my childhood, and I think about some of the decisions that I made and some of the, the risks that I think that I took that probably did benefit me in a way, harmed me, at least initially, but I think benefited me in the long term. Uh, even little stuff, you know, I almost cut off my finger with a saw one time. Oh. And, 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 you know, almost chopped off finger off with a knife when I was camping. And, and those things, I'm glad I didn't lose a digit. But those were lessons that I learned from. You know, it, it, it's silly you said that, you know, because the risk, it, little little risks. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a funny risk I decided to take today. But it was, it's truly a risk I decided to take. I thought, I actually had to think about it. I was making hash browns this morning, so I grab a potato and I grab out the cheese grater. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> this, this can go bad. Probably one out of four times there's <laughs> missing, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, do I just cook it? with my knuckle in there or do I have to throw it all out and mm-hmm. restart over? <laughs> but I hate a cheese grater because mm-hmm. I've had, especially as a kid, have to always help out grating or peeling stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always are trying to do quick and I'd lose knuckles. So I'm always mm-hmm. worried about the old cheese grater because I feel like I'm, it's a risk. It's going to be risky, but <laughs> hash brown's good. Yeah. <laughs> knuckle. Well, yeah. that's happened before. But anyway. But then you'd have to clean the machine if you were going to put it in a machine to, to grate it. You know, it's oh. a lot quicker just take that potato on that little cheese grater <laughs> yes see you're right where's the risk there's a lot there? you're right because yeah, i time, do time i is do valuable. have a machine that'll do it <laughs> it's funny you said that because i'm like you know i could have this done time is valuable so many decisions get yep. ma- made based on the amount of time and effort and that I you want to put risk. into something and mm-hmm. i literally thought about putting on one of my gloves but i, I didn't <laughs> i just stopped and thought you know i'm just going to waste the last fifth of that because mm-hmm. i don't want to toss out, it out i don't want to lose a digit or even a piece of it yeah mm-hmm. but it's, it was funny because I did have to evaluate. I had to do some risk, you know, mm-hmm. evaluating this morning. Uh, there was a... Didn't a, even leave the house. There was a job. Well, in fact, it's it's what I do now, but there was a job that was posted, and I was very comfortable in the job that I that I had. I made okay money, not great money, but it was just really easy. And in fact, my job responsibilities had started to deteriorate and it got more and more simple and more and more mundane. And I could have just sort of cruised in that position until retirement as I've, you know, known other people to do. But instead, I took a leap and applied for another job. And that other job had a lot more challenges. It wasn't going to provide me with the free time that I had at you know, at that time, but there was a, a big boost to income, but also a big boost to the things that I would learn and the value oh, sure. that, you know, the things that I could learn that would bring more value to other people and myself and my family. And I, I took that leap and it's what I do today. And, yeah. you know, I, I make way more than I did before. Of course, the stress levels are a lot different, but I also have learned some incredible skills that I could take a lot other places. So if, you know, with this whole, you know, COVID mandate and all these other things, if things get to that point, I'm not in a position where I'm really stuck. I could, I could go other places, you know, currently choosing to stay where I'm at, but 
I made you know that, that you could have yeah, I took option, that risk right well you're right I mean what is a risk a risk is a you know a decision you make that could benefit you or uh, or harm you. or harm you yeah and and it's 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 a gamble right and you hope that your parents and the and and the teaching in school has taught you how to minimize your bad choices and choose wisely to minimize risk because sometimes some of these good risks you know you could lose a thumb but save your life you know mm. i mean i mean i'm but think about the 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 decision the 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 process at which someone weighs that risk and i and i wonder about how this applies to our current society and how risk averse a lot of people are it uh, you know blows me away i don't know if there's i think that's such a personal level mm-hmm. i feel how about the, i i could have this way wrong i you know you might i'll i'll leave you and i out of it so i was going to weigh you and i together but it's kind of odd but but you and i probably weigh risk differently than the guy that's on the bridge that says, dude, I'm jumping the freaking bridge right now and goes, dude, mm. you had no time to think. You didn't even think. And did you see <laughs> that one guy that jumped and he ended up landing on the boat? Yeah. Bad risk. <laughs> Bad. That one. Yeah. You know, but, you know, but, uh, I, I, you know, you're, how people do, some people don't factor it in. I feel I have missed out on life because I'm a, I'm not a risk taker. I'm a, I try to, in fact, or maybe to overkill it, I try to analyze things so much to I try to take all the risk out of it. You know, here's here's some you mentioned something earlier pre podcast or show, and um, and it reminded me of something that somebody told me when I was in the safety committee in my old job. And this guy, we were we we're talking about what let's let, let's let's break we're breaking into a new system into our our facility of how we. Or trying to enlighten people about safety, and so he's he said. So let's talk about what you guys, the people that he had. Let's start with you. What do you guys see as unsafe here? And 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 I think it was a, a I think it was a, a a learning tool he was using, and he was saying. And so everybody starts spouting off the big stuff, mm-hmm. and then this, and well that, and then this, and then I I have a chair that when you sit back on it, it just whoosh, leans back right away. It doesn't hold on, <laughs> and then I have this. Well, he says, now think about this. We could safety ourselves out of a job. There's nothing out, literally nothing out there, all the way to the fact of I have to drive to work. I literally could die, and people have unfortunately died on their way to my old job and leaving. Mm-hmm. And, and um, that's a risk that people do. And so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I do. I think about, I, I think about the technology that's out there, about like Tesla self-driving cars when you start to protect yourself to the point where you then forget the skill necessary to do it safely on your own like like, like you forget think, how to flinch yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like oh i forgot i'm supposed to react when this is happening because somebody else is doing it for me that's really funny uh last night i was uh i was doing something on my phone and my daughter comes over and she's got this you know, one of those fidget things. It's a, it's one of those long puzzles. It looks like little triangles. You kind of bend it and it goes into like square shape. Okay. We used to make snakes and stuff. Sure, out of them, right? I have one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and so she she sort of extended it out. It looked like it, had, it was like you know, uh, like a saw. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm dinking around on my phone on the couch, and she comes over, 
and uh, and she like swings it at my head, and of course she stops just to see me flinch, and she's like, "Dad, why are you flinching? I wouldn't actually hit you with it." And I was like, "Wait a minute, uh, my experience is yes, you've hit me with a lot of different <laughs> stuff. <laughs> of course I'm gonna flinch." I was I grew up with two brothers. Um, I'm going to flinch. Yeah. So she she's like, okay, Dad, I promise you, I'm not going to hit you, but I'm going to swing this at your head, <laughs> and and she says, don't <laughs> flinch. I'm not going to hit you. Gosh dang it, I still flinched. It was hard because there, you know, these are things that have happened to me in the past, and so I learn. I don't want to get poked in the eye. Sure. You know, I've got scars from what my brothers did to me as a kid. That's a risk to uh, getting, giving that much yeah. faith to your daughter. And what if she accidentally, you know, jokes around and wants to get really close, but not actually hit me, but then she actually hit me. I, I, that's not something I really want to experience right now. So, yeah, of course, I'm going to flinch. I, I get that, you know, she gets a kick out of it. But these are things that you learn as a kid or throughout your life experiences to avoid <laughs> sure. the, the potential problems from these other experiences. So you could go through life taking certain risks and you have these built in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, these are red flags. Yeah. So you, you react a certain <laughs> way so you could go do these things. Mm-hmm. Like if you, you taught yourself not to flinch and then you decided to, I don't know, do one of those parachuting flying guys and you're like, mm-hmm. eh, I'm not going to react to that. <laughs> You're going to mm-hmm. be on the side of that cliff. I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, some of the other things growing up that I think, you know, athletically, we grew up going to um, a private school. They didn't have really any sports. And my parents, when I started going to a regular high school, public high school, they they didn't have insurance. And I I think back to those days and wish that I had the opportunity to pursue those things as a younger as a younger person it wasn't until my junior year in high school that i actually had the opportunity to try out for sports and eventually did track and of course that ended up being this terribly successful thing which sure. led to where i am today as as a and think about it what if you didn't go out for that what if exactly. what if you were too mm-hmm. nervous cuz i i've been too nervous and i mm-hmm. and how about this i'm going to i'm going to myself because of that one incident maybe the why i hold it as a regret mm-hmm. is because I base everything I do on that. So when I have an, a presentation at work, when I have a place I need to travel to by myself do to work and it's anxious, it makes me anxious. I remember that. And I go, worst thing I'm going to do, I'm going to have a story to tell, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, no, that's not the worst thing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, yeah. but, but that I, I, that is truly my, fire for doing continue to push forward on things Mm -hmm. that one incident but sorry but well i don't think folks should avoid risk i think people just need a better ability to assess risk too many people in this world right now well i won't say this world i'll i'll just i'll make it the united states we live in a country where so many things are taken care of for us we are brought up in an environment where Everything has some sort of safety standard. You, you know, we used to ride in the back of a pickup truck, you know, um, at highway speeds. Oh my gosh. Um, yes, you know, I forgot. There, we didn't wear seatbelts. We, there were so many different things that, that has changed. And of course, you know, poverty rates relatively low compared to other countries. Even our poorest still have the opportunity or at least access to all these different services. We're in a spot where 
things, the risks have been kind of taken away from us. And so I think that our ability to assess whether something is worth the, the risk, that, that sort of formula has changed. Yeah. And I think COVID has made it even worse. People really have, a, I think, a, a very weird understanding of what the actual risks are. They rely on information from other people or other sources that are not very accurate. You know, when you're talking about your daughter, like flinching, and then we were saying, like, mm-hmm. taking the natural ability to flinch away. Mm-hmm. I feel due to COVID, a huge uh, percentage of our population has essentially given their flinching ability, if you will, to the government to like, tell me when to flinch because I, I don't want to decide when to flinch. Mm-hmm. They give their their risk decision-making to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I think you and I, maybe we're too old-fashioned or we're smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be both. And we're like, we'll flinch. I'm not going to cont- I'm glad that I flinch. I don't think it's a joke that or funny that I... I'd be concerned if I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I want to continue to make my own risk assessments, I'm not going to do it on what the mass say or mm-hmm. what somebody else will tell me, you know. There is a, a, a thing, and this is, there's different versions of this particular story, but I, the, the first time that I heard it was from, uh, uh, he's, a, he's an author, uh, Famous guy, um, his Dave, name is Dave Ma- Kramer. <laughs> no, uh, amazing man, Michael Shermer. He's, oh, he, Michael. he's he's a he's a bright guy. He he was telling this story of how we've sort of evolved to have these these knee jerk reactions and our uh, basically to make decisions that maybe might provide like a false positive. Sure. And he tells a story about, you know, if we're, you know, early human out in the savanna and we're, you know, out in the tall grass or whatever, we hear the, the grass, you know, move, we make a decision um, pretty fast. Uh, is, it a, is it a lion or is it the wind? Right. And we make a decision right away that it could be a lion. So we're going to respond accordingly, even though if it were the, the wind and there wasn't any danger, well, we haven't lost anything because we reacted in a, in a certain way sure. because there there was potentially some risk but there. But you put three people there and you're going to probably get minimum two, two, two <laughs> there's going to be people taking, willing to take at minimum mm-hmm. two different risks. Yeah. So No, it's fine. It's So as, as we've kind of evolved, um, we are now in a, in a world where we don't normally make those type of decisions. We might actually sit and think about something. We might assess whether... Uh, you know, that wind is probably the wind based on certain characteristics. We might have spent, we might spend a little bit more time making that decision, but if it's a lion, we've spent too much time deciding and you're now removed from the gene pool. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and so the, the thought for me is we live in an environment where we've kind of moved away from, from those knee jerk reactions and we've been so protected that who knows, maybe we're going to, we're going to lose as a, as a species, the ability to have these knee jerk reactions sure. and make decisions in a split second. Well, I mean, everything that's, I mean, I'll say that I, I like to use a vehicle driving mm-hmm. as, as one of the biggest risks that we do. And I think it's one of the biggest, uh, I think it's one of the, what I'm trying to say, it's one of the biggest risks that we overlook. 
also. You know, I, I don't think people like really recognize the fact that I, I get worried I when I drive over the mountain mm-hmm. and I, I, maybe I'm morbid because trust me, maybe it's fear. I don't know what it is, but it's not that I want to do it. But I, I said, you know, if I let go of this, I'm going over that freaking 600 foot cliff. And <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. dead. You know, I, I notice that and I try to make sure I'm as safe as I possibly could be because if I do literally let go of that. Mm-hmm. So driving over the mountain is always a risk on a beautiful day, you know, for me because I know I could blow out a tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I, good I, people, you know, you, you can't, you could do, you could walk right the whole way and then, you know, you see a puddle and you go, you know what? I think I could drive through that. And then, you know what? Now you're stuck because you couldn't, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I think of it the same way you do. I, as I'm driving, I think, you know, there's no guardrail. There's no space between that yellow line and that cliff. And I think about, oh my gosh, I, I'm actually really close to death. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, think about that flat tire you were just talking about. Yeah. Just a little bit of a, a veer to the right and you're, you're done. So, so I'm going to tell you this. So, but what's weird is this same DNA in this sack of, you know, heartbeat still pumping the mm-hmm. same this whole body the same person i'm going to say i'm going to go like this since i've been married 20 years so i'm going to say 20 years ago i had found that i stopped doing sorry 165 miles an hour mm-hmm. 130 miles an hour mm-hmm. i might just do i might have done 130 miles an hour a couple times while i was married mm-hmm. and uh before that Man, it was a. Well, I wanted it to be a daily routine. Okay, mm-hmm. so my here's my point. I I am living for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I got I got to ease up on my risk because this lady is important to me. And then I had a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I now mind you, I get fired up, and I, I've I've had my rig up to I've I've had, oh here's a risk. I've had my FJ up to 90 miles an hour. That's uh-huh. a risk. I'll that, tell you that. Yeah, no so, but that's very, that happened once. And I can mm-hmm. tell you it happened once, you know, mm-hmm. but I usually am five miles an hour maximum over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. I, I try to just chill. I try to be cautious. I try to be spaced out. I'm not dogging on my wife. I think she's a good driver. But when I found out that I am now giving more space to my wife, she's the one that's up, not by comparison to me, anyways, on somebody else that I am. Like following behind someone. So what or... I'm saying now, I'm not like Mr. Boy, I am not Mr. Perfect doing everything because I'm following all my risk. I was an idiot. I'm I I am more taking less risk now because I lived through all the risk I've t- I've gotten through. Yeah. Jumping cars, yeah, doing stuff you couldn't even imagine. I'm mm-hmm. I can't even believe it. Yeah, so, I was just driving out on a on a road that I remember as a childhood jumping. <laughs> with you in a car. Hey, I'm and, pretty sure your brother was involved in that. And I think he was throw somebody I, under I the think bus I was me. sitting in the back with you two. <laughs> and and the it, it's interesting to just drive on the same road and see all the same houses, all the same mailboxes, all the same little I mean it's a it's not a wide road. Uh and go through those little whoop de whoops yeah. and realize, oh my gosh, as a kid we had no fear. <laughs> we didn't even think about someone pulling another driveway. You know? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, right. Our ability, because we're still learning and growing, mm-hmm. our ability to um, assess fear was, I don't even think it was a factor yeah. to care. Really, yeah. truly. I mean, I mean, you have to, you don't have to, but 
it's it's a, it's all a process, a learning process, and and some people don't learn. Some people still just take every risk possible, and and they're taking the wrong ones. Because mm-hmm. I I think you were touching on it. Like this day and age, there is. I challenge people to take a risk, because there's so many opportunities. At least in this country, as long as you keep it, our country the way it should be. Uh, there's so many opportunities and and options to go out. And, and and try, I mean, weigh it out, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't, yeah, know. I think I that's go, the you, important, you know, when people are now, which they are doing, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to, when you decide to jump out of airplane without a parachute, you know, people are going to the extremes, but you know, that's a, even more of a risk. But what I'm saying is there's levels of your regular day living of deciding to take the car, you take the bus, you could still get in a bad accident. Uh, you know, it, it, even the decisions when you're driving. But it's better today. You know, car accidents are bad news, and it's one of the biggest risks I think I take daily to decide to go drive mm-hmm. anywhere. And, but it's so far less risky than it used to be. Mind you, there's a lot of, what I mean by that is, I shouldn't say that. I think there's probably more things out there to get you into an accident with population and things to distract you. Mm-hmm but you're safer. The mm-hmm. vehicles are safer. So you could get in the worst accident and, yeah. you know, come out at least, you can at least have an open casket. <laughs> you know, back in the day, you bounce your head off those metal dashboards. You're, you're done for, you mm-hmm. know, but, but, you know, there's so many things out there that is make made things safer from roller coasters to, you know, anything, you know? And so I think that, that uh, people that do have a lot of fear and they might, you know, way go risk. They weigh their risk out to just like I'm not going for it, man. Mm-hmm. I I would I would I would even say risk. Go on the danger side a little bit because, you know, yeah. I think people have gotten too far of too far of. Um, I think they're accepting too... any kind of risk in life. Yeah, they're too risk averse. I I think. Thank the, you. I, I think trying to find the right words. I think there. that the the folks really need to spend a little bit more time actually assessing and in making better decisions based on you know what information is available we live in a world where you can get tons of information so let's spend a little bit of time gather the information and then make a better decision too many people are going on you know twitter facebook you know the news headlines without digging deeper into really what the actual risk is yeah and and then they're making decisions that will impact other people you know in a i think in a negative way and of course, I'm up for personal freedoms. And so I think, you know, the the decisions that you make, you should be responsible for. Yeah. You know, we've known, um, um, what's that gal that got put in jail because she decided to take a risk in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the stock market. Remember mm. her? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Martha Stewart. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the risk didn't pay out, did it? No. <laughs> you know? No. Well, so, I mean, I think she, yeah, it was a risk did, that she didn't or really. Or did it. Well, <laughs> she got kind of famous for that. She, she got street cred. Did you not notice that? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, I, I think that was probably something that she didn't need in her life because she was successful prior. And once she got over that, she was, I think, just as successful as she sure. was prior. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was a blip in her life. Uh, hopefully she learned from, yeah. but, uh, it didn't, it didn't impact her as negatively as it, maybe it should have. Yeah, that's probably true. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stories, Bill Cosby stories, yeah. you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stories out there. People take making stupid decisions, yeah. taking a risk, thinking that 
that it's not that 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 risky right um, but I, again I, I really think people just need to make yeah make better that decisions risk, that risk uh should i get on epstein's flight list <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a no by the no, way that's a no but you know all right uh it's getting late should we end it well why not if okay all right thanks again for listening and if you're catching us on youtube thanks for watching if you don't mind tell a friend we'd love to grow the audience hopefully you're interested in more episodes because i think we're gonna we're gonna do another year we're right? definitely abs- absolutely okay good absolutely uh you can find more information on our website Oh, never too serious. dot com. <laughs> yes, and I was like, "Tell me, tell me, I'm I'm so interested. What? Tell me, Scott." <laughs> yeah, and find some merch on there. Yeah, uh, I, I I think, yep, Dave, you're sporting it again. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Until we see you next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.